חרפה, דברי מוסר, דברי אגדה, and religious music. I'd like to speak about the parasha we read yesterday. And also, being that it has to do with the makot, so we include shemot also, parashat shemot. <coughs> it says that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu to go ahead and redeem the Bnei Israel from Mitzrayim, he used the following language. The Torah says the following. I will take you out of the burden of Egypt. I will rescue you from, from the work. And I'm going to actually redeem you with an outstretched arm with strength. And then, I will take you as a nation for myself, for me, make you a nation, my nation. It says in Yalkutshim Oni, Midrash, it says, Rab Huna B'Shem Rab Bena'a, he says the following, Kab'u hachamim arba'a kosot she lele pesach, that the hachamim, they instituted the four cups of wine that we drink on the night of Pesach, keneged arba'a leshonot shel ge'ula, corresponding to the four expressions of ge'ula, of redemption, that was said, which were, what are the four languages? What were the four expressions? Vehotseti, vehitsalti, vega'alti, velakahti, like we said before. The Torah Temima is very perplexed with this. He doesn't understand why would the hachamim just plain, they will institute four cups of wine that we should drink them just because of Different language, different expressions, you know, different words that were used by the Torah. It must be something a lot more to it than just plain expressions. It turns out that a lot of things were done in stages when we talk about Geulat Mitzrayim. Let's look at the very beginning when the Bnei Yisrael were put into slavery. That did not happen overnight. It didn't. It was stages. The first thing was Vayasimu Alav Sare Misim. That they actually put tax offices in Leman Anotobisiblotam they should afflict them with work. Now what is this what does it mean, Sare Misim? Does that mean tax? Offices that were actually putting money tax? The Midrash Sechel Tov says no. He says, Shegovin mas nefashot This was a labor tax. They would take people and say, well, This is the tax that you and you and you and you are going to be working for the king. In fact, according to the Midrash, the first, first day the king himself came in, took a shovel, started to work. And like telling, the, showing the people you see, if you're loyal to the country, you should start working. And they did. So it, at the very beginning, the first stage was some thousands were working. But there was a second stage to that where everybody was labor. Everyone. 
Then a third stage where they were slaves. They actually declared them as being slaves. And the fourth stage where they embittered their lives with back-breaking work from morning to night. There was a, a four stages. At the same time, the Bnei Israel had four zechuyot. Corresponding to those four stages, that's four zechuyot. What's the four zechuyot that they had? And this is, in the Midrash says, Because of four things, the Bnei Israel were redeemed from Egypt. Loshinu et Shema didn't change their name, Reuven was Reuven, Shema was Shema, and so on. Loshinu et Leshonam, they didn't change their mother tongue. They were talking the same language all along to keep always together. Lo Amru Lashonara, they did not speak Lashonara about each other. Velo Nimtza Bahen Ehat Parus Be'erva, they were extremely strict about the rules of modesty. So we have this for Zechuyot, because of the merit of these things, the Bnei Yisrael were redeemed from Egypt. But now, when it came to the actual redemption, it was not overnight either. It didn't come overnight. One day they were says, one day they were out. It didn't work that way. And this is what the Torah Tevima is explaining to us. He said there were four stages of Geulah. It is not just for expressions. It's actually stages of redemption. When it says, It means Hashem took the Bnei Israel off the burden of the work, meaning the work became less. It was not as hard as it used to be. They lessened the work. Then, then they actually saved them from work altogether. Stopped working. They were slaves. but stopped working altogether. Then, then there was a redemption. Complete redemption from, from Mitzrayim. And then, that's a separate thing. Be, without HaKadosh Baruch Hu taking us as a nation and giving us the Torah, and what's the use of Yetziat Mitzrayim? That was another thing which is part of the Geulah. That is why Hachamim instituted the four cups of wine because they were actually four stages in the Geulah and each one deserves a cup of wine by itself. Now you may ask a question, but, uh, but it says uh, after that, I'm going to bring you to the land. After all, a nation without a land, uh, it's, not, uh, it's not a nation. It just keeps on going from place to place. That, that, that's no good either. Which means in order to complete the Geulah, you have to have a nation of your own. And it says, He's going to give us the land. So why don't we have a cost of wine. Why don't we have a cup of wine for this expression, Ve'ebeti, which is also very important. It turns out that between the fourth expression and the fifth expression, there's a pause. 
It says, first it says, Vidatem ki ani Hashem elokechem. Know, know very well that I am Hashem, your God, hamotzi etchem mitachat sivlot misraim, taking you out from the burden of Israel. I am Hashem. If you know, then vehebeti etchem el ha'aretz. If you recognize that Hashem is the all-powerful, Hashem is the one that's going to give us the Torah, and you observe what He says, then vehebeti etchem el ha'aretz. Which means vehebeti is conditional. The first four, there was no condition. They happened. Period. But in order for us to deserve the land of Israel, then we have to follow the precepts of Hashem. As a matter of fact, there is a Rashi that says just that. And Rashi in Parashat Vayikra, he says, That the land of Israel will not vomit the, the, the inhabitants, meaning that they won't go out. They won't be chased out of there. What does that mean? He says, Mashal leben melech. Gives a, like an example, like a prince, for example. They gave him food that, uh, that, that, that is not good, something that's repulsive. You know, you know, after all, a prince only eats certain delicate foods. He gave him something that's not so good. Then it won't, it won't stay in his, in his stomach. He's going to vomit it. Kach Eretz Yisrael, same thing with Eretz Yisrael as she says. Ena mekayemet ofre avera. Eretz Yisrael will not accept, will not keep in the land people that are ofre avera, that sin, sinners. Eretz Yisrael is not like France or Egypt or, uh, uh, or uh, Italy or America. People can be sinners and stay in their land. When it comes to the land of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz HaKedoshah, that is different. It has to be that the people should, actually, they should observe the Torah. They should observe the mitzvot. And that is one way that we can guarantee that we're going to keep Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, of course, it's incumbent upon us to do the most, the utmost, and spreading the Torah, building more yeshivot, more batekinesiot, more, 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 more Talmud, more Kiruv movement. That this is our guarantee. Until until be at So we see from here a lesson that we're going to learn also besides this is recognition. Hakaratatov. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is giving us a land. Aren't we at least, as a minimum, say, Hashem, you gave us this land, then we're going to keep the Torah and the mitzvot. Be makir tovato, HaKadosh Baruch Hakaratatov is something, is a virtue that is extremely important. And let me expand a little bit about this. I want to amplify this particular subject. It says in the Haggadah, Rabbi Yehuda haya noten bahem simanim. Rabbi Yehuda gave sign, a siman, about the uh, ten makot, the ten plagues that Hashem wrote on the Egyptians. And he grouped them, Detzach, Adash, Be'ahav. In other words, three, three, and four. 
And there's a lot of talk about this three, three, and four. Um, some, uh, you know, there are mifarshim that say why? Because if you look at this three, you'll find that the first two were with warning, like dam would there was a warning to Paro. Kinim, no warning. Same thing with Adash. The first two, warning. Then Shehain, no, the third one, no. And same thing with the other three. The other three. Makat Bechorot was separate. But there's another shot here. There's something interesting. The first three Makot, which is Dam, Sefadea, Kinim, were not done through Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem told Moshe, Emor el Aharon. Tell Aharon, your brother, let him carry on these three plagues, but not you. Why not him? Rashi tells us. He says, you know, the river was protecting Moshe when he was a baby. When his mother put him in the Nile River, it protected him. So it it was, not, it was not just right that he should be the one that will bring the blood, to bring the Makkah on the river. Hakaratatov. It did you something good? And you have to Hakaratatov. Tsefadiah also came from the night that was there in the water. Kinim was different. Kinim because it came from the earth. And the earth helped Moshe Rabbeinu when he killed the Egyptian. He buried him in the sand over there. So I also helped him. So he was Makir Tova. Hashem is saying, you don't do it. Give it to someone else to do. Interesting. Even though we're talking about water, about river, uh, about earth, and these things don't have any uh, feelings whatsoever. These, these are inanimate things. Still, we want to be Makir Tova. Because the Hakarata Tov is not for the river. It's not for the earth. It's for the person. To learn a lesson that Hakarata Tov is good. If we Makir Tova to something that has no feelings, how much more so we should be Makir Tova to our brethren, to our people. Now, I want to bring a couple of re'ayot to this. You know, Yosef at Sadiq, when the uh, Potiphar's wife was always trying to lure him, finally it said, Enenu gadol He answered her. He told her, There is no one greater than myself in this household. The my master gave me everything. I'm the one, I'm the captain here. There is nothing here that is secondary to me except one, which is you. Then he said like this, How can I do this great evil? And a sin to God. There's two things here. Ramban says there's two things here. It's one thing. is another. It's a sin towards God. That's one thing. But Ramban says, this woman obviously was an immoral woman. And telling her about sinning with God was not going to stay much with her. 
But he explained to her, being that he was my master, and he gave me so much, how can I be so ungrateful and do this great evil? That's what he meant. How can I be ungrateful? How can I be a great un ungrateful to, to my master? You see, another thing, when Yosef at Sadiq, when he told the people to put the uh, silver cup in the sack of Binyamin, then he sent the people, he says, go after them. Go pursue them. And when you reach them, you say to them, Lama shilamtem ra'a tahat tova. How come you paid back a favor with evil? In other words, look, he, he took him in, gave him a beautiful dinner, they were very nice, and so on and so forth, and what do you do? You steal, a, you steal his silver cup. But notice, he didn't say, Lama genaftem. He doesn't say that. He said, why did he say, how come you you stole the silver cup? He didn't say that. How come you were so ungrateful? He did you such favors and you paid back with evil. Ra'a, something bad. That is, this is what he meant. Ungratefulness. That's what he meant to say. Now I'd like to finish with something which uh, in the Tanakh is unfortunately that there are certain things during the time of the kings which you would expect to be in the palace and the courts of uh, the kings of the Goyim but sometimes it did happen also with the uh, Jewish kings. As you know, after the death of Shalomo and Melech, and the land was divided into two, and then they had uh, two separate kings, uh, Malchai Israel on the north, Malchai Yehuda on the south. The sixth, this, the eighth king of Yehuda was Yoash. He was the king at the time. What happened? If you look into the Tanakh, you will see what happened is the following. Yoash's father was killed. And when his grandmother, Atalia, when she heard that her son was killed, she didn't want any of the grandchildren to be kings. She wanted herself to be the queen. So what did she do? She put to death all her own grandchildren, except for one. Yoash was a baby, and his aunt took him. He was one year old. She took him, and she took him to, at the time, Yehoyada, who was the Kohen Gadol, in the Beit HaMikdash. She hid him over there. He was hidden for six years. When he was seven years old, then Yehoiada called in 
everyone. They called in the Levites, the Leviim, the Kohanim, the, the, the captains, the people, and so on. And he made them take an oath, the Tanakh says, that he is going to be the king. No more Atalia, Yoash is going to be the king. And so it was. Yoash became the king, and Atalia was put to death. Now what happens? Now Yoash is now the king. Yehoiada was the one that made him the king, actually. He uh, hid him in his place. He took care of him for six years. Okay. So the Torah, the, the Tanakh says, as long as Yehoiada was alive, Yoash went in the derech of Hashem properly. But when Yehoiada died, and his son took over, his son Zechariah took over, it was another situation. All of a sudden, he went off the derech. But off the derech. So Zechariah, he was, uh, you know, he didn't like the idea. And he went ahead and reprimanded them, rebuking them. How could you go to Abu Dazara? How can you do these things? What did you ask do? He told people to go ahead and kill him. And they stoned him to death. After they stoned him to death, then the Navi came and said, he said to him, it says, Velo zachar yoash ha-melech ha-hesed asher asa yehoyada. You hear? Yoash did not remember the hesed that Yehoyada did to him. Yehoyada was the father of Zechariah. He killed the son even though the father was the one that hit him and took care of him. He didn't say that, oh, look at that. Yehoyash was a killer. Yehoyash was a killer. Okay, these things, of course, were bad. But the emphasis was, Velo zachar yoash ha-melech ha-hesed asher asa yoyada. He was ungrateful. He did not remember the hesed that yoyada did. It's Rabotai. Akarat is a great virtue. It's a great virtue to have amongst us all the time. It's a great virtue we should also do. Legabe Kadosh Baruchu, the Borea Olam. He's the one that sustains us. He's the one that gives us life. He gives us the ability to breathe, to eat, to talk, to be alive. We have to be Makirtova every single day. In order to be Makirtova, we have to do what he tells. We have to follow his Torah. We have to follow his mitzvot. We have to observe every mitzvah that the Torah tells us to. And with that, on top of that, that is one way also that will be zoche to keep Eretz Israel forever. Adbiat Mishahenu. Amen. Shavuatov likulechem rabutai. Want to also remind you, as usual. Do not forget that this station does a great work 
in, 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 in the world of Torah, in the world of Harbatsat Torah, spreading the Torah, that's very important. And also, if you do have a simha, please come and visit our newly renovated uh, ballroom, which can take up to 400 guests. Beautiful place. I'm sure that you'll be satisfied. Shavua Tov. Tiskola Mitzvot.